Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bob. I'd like to dedicate this to the Rafur Shalema of Chana Basultan. And this week's Sikha, the Rebbe talks about the three meals of Shabbat, particularly the third meal of Shabbat. So, with our sheet. So, we know that we have Shabbat dinner, we know we have Shabbat lunch, and then we also have Sodash sheet, which happens between Mincha and Marv at the end of Shabbat. And it seems that this is a this is an obligation, it's a biblical obligation that comes from the the biblical passage that says today three times, indicating the three meals that you should eat it today three times. So, and it seems that also the 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 ultra Rebbe says that you that you you have to be very careful about it. You, you can't. So there's different opinions what what you should eat. So, so the most stringent is you should eat bread. The least of which is you should just have a fruit, put a piece of something into your mouth. Right, so there's different gradients of it, but fundamentally everyone agrees. You know, you have to you have to eat something. So here lies a big question. The big question is, why does Chabad not eat anything at Sutashli Shit? Why do we not eat anything, or even some put, eat, do eat something like a piece of fruit or something like that? Um, but it doesn't jive with the halakhic imperative. And specifically, Chabad is a, a sect, as we know, who do, who do everything with hither, who do everything with, with a stringency. Right? So, to the extent where, in, as an analogy, right, in, on, sukkah, on Sukkot, if, you, if, it, if you're uncomfortable in the Sukkot, you can leave. Right? But Chabad is very machmer and very stringent that even if it's raining, even if it's whatever, you eat in the sukkah. But we don't sleep in the sukkah. That's one thing. And why, why we don't sleep in the sukkah is a very similar concept to why we don't eat sodach sheet. So why don't we eat sodach sheet? Why we don't eat sodach sheet is because of the time in which Sodash Lishit takes place. Sodash Lishit takes place at a time where it is reminiscent, not even reminiscent, but analogous to and re- representative of Olam Haba, the time to come, where the Ein Sof is literally resonating throughout. And so as a result, this is the time. So in the same way that Yom, Yom Kippur, right? In Yom Kippur, you don't eat. Why? It's not just to pain ourselves. It's, not, it's, it's a misconception that we afflict ourselves as a result. But we don't eat because we are like angels on that day where we don't eat. We don't need food to sustain us. We don't need anything from the physical world to keep us going because what, what we're just basking in divinity. And so this point in time, which is the, the, the crescendo the the pinnacle of Shabbat, the whole essence of it, because really, what are we doing on Shabbat? If you think about what we do on Shabbat, is we refrain from work. Well, you know, you could, you know, move this, you can move things inside your house. You know, you have to walk a thousand miles to shul. That seems like work, you know. We have to daven, you know, it's strenuous. We don't just bask, but we refrain from a specific type of work, a creative work. We refrain from engaging in the world with, by creating any lasting change in it. And instead are living side by side, both within and without the world at the same time. 
And so, so that's the sheet is this, is this point where we, where, where, where we're living in a moment where the, the, the entirety of, 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 of the, of the Ain Sot, of the, of the, of the never ending light is just shining. It's just, is really shining. And this is, a, and this is a revelation of the time where when Mashiach comes, we'll be in a place will be in a place where we don't need food to sustain us. We don't need this level. And if we think about what that means, what do we do? What's the whole world? What is the world currently? What is the makeup and structure of the world currently? That there's a means to an end. There's always a means to an end. There's always, if you take your car, you put fuel in it, it combusts, and ultimately diminishes, right? Combusts, explodes, get you, where, get you to where you're going, and then goes away, right? Food, we eat it. We eat it to sustain us, right? It burns us. If we don't eat for a certain amount of time, God forbid we perish. There's something specific about food and the nature of the world in this context that is, that is the consumption of something necessitates existence, that the consumption of food within us connects our soul to our body. And at the time of, at the time of so that's the sheet, this is apparent that we will, that, that what, will, what will happen is a different dynamic between soul and body. That they will exist simultaneously side by side without one, without, without an external entity needing to, needing to combine them consistently by virtue of consumption. Rather, the body, the body will sustain the soul from its essence, from its being, without any intermediary needing to, needing to combine them. And that's pretty crazy, I think. But at the same time, what's happening is that, is that revelation, when the Rebbe sees, the Rebbe feels, and the Rebbe experiences this revelation, even though at the same time, we're, we, 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 we must reward the body to, to an extent. You have to eat something. It says in Allah, you have to eat something. You still have to have pleasure. But how could you have pleasure? How could you have pleasure when you have such revelation? When you have such a manifestation of divine light that it that it that it causes you discomfort because how could how could how could I when I'm living in this moment when I'm living in this revealed state of the of Olam Haba of the world to come where this all will be manifest but we'll no longer need to to eat food in this manner where where even though yes it's pleasurable now in this world to eat food and we must derive pleasure from it but. But we know, right, as we said, that if somebody doesn't, can't eat, that, I don't know if we said it, maybe we didn't, but if somebody can't eat bread, it's uncomfortable, uncomfortable for them to eat bread on Shabbat, they can refrain. If they can't eat food and it's uncomfortable for them, it hurts them, they can refrain. Because the whole point of the eating is that hana, is that benefit, is that enjoyment. And if you don't get enjoyment from it, there's no point. And this ties into the same thing as sleeping in the sukkah. What's manifest at the, t- at the time of the revelation of the sukkah? The level of bina. This exceptional manifestation of the, of the level of bina 
is present at, in, 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 the, in, in the sukkah. It's present in the sukkah. So, yes, we're there, we're eating, we're for bringing, we're living life, we're doing what we need to do. But to sleep in the sukkah, that's a disrespect to be. Now, how could I possibly sleep in, such, in, in the presence of such, an, of, such, of such revelation? So that's why Chabad refrains from eating in the sukkah, because it causes discomfort. Okay, it's true, fine. But I don't feel that discomfort. I personally, I'm not at that level. I don't, I don't sense the revelation of that Ain't Sof at that time. It's just between Min you know. There's, you know, chillin from three hours ago. There's this, there's that. Like, there's not that revelation. But the Rebbe feels it. And the Rebbe is the, the head of our generation. And the Rebbe sees what is truly happening now. On the exceptional levels, on the gradient levels of existence. And because we're the Rebbe's chassidim, we also, we don't. And like this, this is, this is truly b'shalach, being sent, sent out. I was talking to somebody today. We're talking about Mashiach. We're talking about not understanding the details of Mashiach. Not understanding the, 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 the calculations of how exactly is it going to work and how exactly is this going to happen, how exactly is that going to happen, and, and so on and so forth. It's going to happen, right? How is it going to happen? Who cares? The point is, Mashallah, to be sent out. To be sent out how? Because we have a Moshe Rabbeinu, we have a Rebbe who's leading us out to that revelation, to that point of Mashiach. Our job is not to say how, why, this or that. The point is, we know the goal, we know the destination, and we have to get there. And how do we get there? Is by having Bitachan and Amuna, that this is the true and real thing. And then, once we, once, we, once we go through that, once we go through the work in refining ourselves, in reaching that state, we will feel and see that true revelation of Oilam Haba, of, uh, uh, of an unconsuming fire, of our body and soul working as one, where things will, will work in parallel. There, was, there will be no longer this need to con, for, for consumption, for the destruction of something to create something else. But things will exist as they need to exist, side by side, simultaneously, in this superposition of existence, where things work with one another rather than against and for one another, as they currently do. And this is an incredibly powerful and beautiful place that we can experience by not taking in the food of the material world, but taking, the, taking in the food of a spiritual world, by learning of the Var Torah, by singing Seder Nagunam, by consuming these beautiful fruits, these beautiful, this beautiful nourishment of Torah, of spirituality, of divinity, of Olam Haba that we can attain right now. And like that will bring Mashiach.